You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Radiant Culture. I'm your host, Cookie Monster. And I'm Tana. And today we are joined by some amazing guests for our podcast today. Yeah. Yes, we've got Pastor Craig with us. Hi, Pastor Craig. Hello, Tana. How's you and how's everybody? I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah. I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Yes. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. yeah. All good. It's always good, good to have PC in the house. Yeah. Always good. Um and then today our other guest is Gabs. Yeah. We just call him Gabs. How are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you? Cool. I'm good. Right. Good to be here. Good to good, good to have you both here. So, today's topic <laughs> is is quite a hot one. <laughs> a, a very a very very interesting one. Mm. Yeah. Today we're talking about um, polygamy, and we're t- talking specifically about uh, polygamy and Christianity. For those of you who may not know what polygamy is, because it sounds like a bit of a big word, yeah, <laughs> polygamy is when a man has multiple wives. Okay, so that's what polygamy is. Um, and our discussion today is quite interesting because um our guest gabs actually happens to be a polygamist so i'm going to let him introduce himself just now and 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 tell us a bit about about himself um but i think for the benefit of those who may not know uh, i'll ask our guest to our guest to introduce themselves i'll start with with pc um he can introduce himself tell us a bit about who he is and then gabs he can go ahead all right. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm so glad that you're hearing my voice if this is your first time. Pastor Craig is my name. Been married for close to 12 years now to one wife. We have been blessed with uh, three children. That's Amikaya, Kayla, and uh, Craig Jr., CJ. Oh. I'm pastoring a church um, in uh, the Bordeaux area in Harare, specifically in Greystone Park. It's called the PAOZ Ecclesia Community Church. A very vibrant uh, young church. So excited to be a part. I do a lot of other things besides uh, pastoring. Yeah. I'm sure with time you might get to know what <laughs> those many things are. But that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And PC, PC is, uh, is a regular on the show. He's been on several episodes. So he's someone that we, we love to have on the show because he's always got very interesting perspectives. Mm. Um, and then and Mr. He's a Gabs. lover of Liverpool, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's a lover of Liverpool, unfortunately. Uh, but it's okay. We shall not get into that. Yes, we, we are only going to talk about godly, godly things today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gabs, go ahead. All right. Thanks, guys, for inviting me. Um, it's good to be here. My name is Gabriel. Um, I'm married to three wives. Um, my background. Um, I've been married for more than 11 years now. Um, I've got uh, seven kids, um, 11 inclusive, because I've got four others that are adopted. And um, I'm an entrepreneur, a businessman. Um, I'm also a God-fearing man um, who's always um, wanting to seek more, learn more. Um, and this is my first. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to be here. Nice. Looking awesome. forward to the discussion. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, so let me just start off by asking this very critical, crucial question. Mm. Is polygamy a sin? 
Pastor Craig, would you care to tackle that one? Wow. Well, I think you should have started with Gabriel. She went straight, <laughs> she went, she went straight for the jugular. It's okay. It's, uh, I mean, if I'm to start, um, it's difficult to necessarily, uh, specifically, uh, uh, call it a sin. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you look and approach the subject matter. I like how you guys started by saying it's a very complex mm. matter. I wouldn't go so far as to call it a sin. But this is what I would say. Uh, my view and perspective is that it's not necessarily what God designed and uh, intended at the very beginning. Right. Mm. Exactly. That's how I would, I would, I would put it. It's so so it's, it's almost like answering the question, is death a sin? Right? Mm. Death, as far as I'm concerned, was never God's intention in the first place. Right. Mm. But it's become a reality that we've had to live with. Now, obviously, polygamy is uh, totally different to the issue of death. Mm-hmm. I don't call it a sin, but neither would I necessarily call it God's uh, intended or original design yeah. for man. Okay. Debs? Okay. Um, I would agree with what he's saying. And um, one of the things um, I'm probably going to put across is um, I got to learn that marriage, God marriage, mm-hmm. biblical marriage, is not only monogamous. In fact, just a quick background. I actually started from a monogamous relationship. Uh-huh. I was uh, involved in that. And mm-hmm. um, with time and, um, and understanding and reading and studying, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved, mm-hmm. a workman um, approved by God. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I then dwelled, um, got into understanding what marriage is and the definition of marriage, in the de- definition of adultery, I then got to understand that, oh, polygamy is not is actually part of um, uh, God's uh, uh, marriage um, in, um, in a way that if you, if you read the, the Bible, mm-hmm. you'll find that most of the times when God was speaking um, to the children of Israel or to his people, we are his people, mm-hmm. he relates himself as a polygamist. Okay. So he says, I'm married to you, Judah. I'm married to you, Israel. That's a polygamist stance. Okay. In the New Testament, never thought about he's, it. Like he's in Matthew 25. He's saying, "I am the bride; you are the church," and he's giving a polygamist stance where one bride, five virgins. The groom. The groom. Uh-huh. So that's a polygamy. Um, and when I was studying, I was like, "Oh, okay. Wh- wh- where is this pointing to?" So you find that in the world that we live in, mm-hmm. not to point. I'm not here to say monogamy is a bad thing or mm-hmm. polygamy is a good thing. I'm only here to say, look, brothers um, and sisters, uh-huh. why not we look both ways and probably study and discuss these things since it's a very sensitive topic. Yes. So for me, just probably to answer for now before I talk too much, is uh-huh. I don't think polygamy is a sin. And um, I'm going to also share some biblical aspects that I um, that I've learned over the years okay. of why, why, why. It was endorsed and it was a blessed marriage, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. I'm liking where this is going. So, okay, just to, to backtrack a bit. Gabs, you said that initially you were in a monogamous yes. relationship. Yes. What I'm curious to know, though, is uh, so it, had you always believed in polygamy, like even prior to you being married? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it something you discovered after you got married? That's the first question. And then the second thing I'd want to know is, how then did you manage, excuse me, to convince your wife, your first wife, that 
it was now okay for you to 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 take this Another other life. this other position or did you always know from the beginning that this is what you believed before you guys got married okay so the background is we are, we, we are my wife and I are very good friends you know uh-huh. I mean um so we've always been very good friends so our relationship is um is we we share we communicate um it's just been from the beginning it's just been on another level uh with my first wife i'm i'm referring to my mm-hmm. first wife mm-hmm. so ever since even in college because we met in college um through university graduate together and then four years later then we got married mm-hmm. but then the background of it is we've, we are scientists academically mm-hmm. and we are always researching and wanting to find out we just don't do things we just we are people who say why you know so we you always are, you guys are boffins yeah <laughs> I, i guess so, yeah. so <laughs> you know to put it across so it's something like if i may answer how i presented it the part mm-hmm. of pre- presenting it to my wife is um i said babes um can we go through these scriptures and read through this so we'd read together and you know we'd talk and we'd discuss just like this platform that you've opened mm-hmm. and then with time you know the bible says my people perish because of lack of knowledge, knowledge. right but if you get knowledge uh, you are you are you are minimizing your perishing if i may put it that way okay okay so um so we got more knowledge um and we got more understanding and um Uh, next time if you happen to invite again to this discussion mm-hmm. i would really want you to be sitting here and also be sharing the aspect because i've always said i've taken the stance where i say i think my wife would speak more uh, to women than women hearing a male voice about this topic okay but that's another issue so right. that's sort of how we sort of um, the road that we walked through okay. it, um, in terms of we, we studied together we shared we prayed and then we got to the level that we are Um, and then to give you the background you're saying did you uh, did you is this something that you have always grown with no mm-hmm. um i actually passed through some phases mm-hmm. of understanding and learning okay um and i think it's normal to everyone you go grade grade one, grade two, grade three, and i i don't think i've i made a point where i can call myself i'm more educated or i'm more learning than anyone else mm-hmm. i'm just at a point where probably i've a little different perspective to something that i'm you know i've an understanding of So that's why probably these uh, discussions are healthy. Okay. So um I I had the understanding where everyone because the understanding that we have is we are from a um if I may put it western um, yeah. culture. Wait before we right. before okay. we get into that I just want to I want to I want to move over to 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 PC quickly. Mm. Um so I like well, well I, I, it's interesting that you you said uh polygamy was never God's plan initially. Uh maybe can you just elaborate on that? Thank you very much. Yeah. Even um the concept of marriage. I I I hear my brother's verses. I am at odds with how they interpreting the Bible. Okay. And understanding those particular scriptures that have been mentioned. Mm-hmm. In another time space I would love for us to individually revisit those verses within a certain context okay. and exactly try to to figure it out but uh, when you talk about um establishing doctrine and i think we've mentioned this before <laughs> yeah uh the principle of first mention generally helps us to understand yes or, or establish any doctrinal perspective about anything mm-hmm. so ideally we go back to where an issue is first mentioned we look at it consistently via scripture yeah. from left to right and then establish such a truth when we see how god introduces marriage we first find it in um, genesis chapter number 2 right very instructive scripture right it says um 
God took uh, basically, in short, to paraphrase, a, a woman was created from the rib of man, right? And in that account, it's amazing that the writer then says, for this reason, a man mm-hmm. shall what? Shall leave his father and uh, his mother mm-hmm. and he shall cleave to his wife. Matthew 19 verse 5 says, and the two shall become one flesh. Okay. You see, it's very instructive on that. Now, if I go back to Matthew chapter 19, which I'm just quoting, yeah. the what's actually being discussed in Matthew chapter 19 is an issue of divorce. And Moses, in fact, Jesus quoting Moses, he is explaining to say, he says a very instructive statement again, that he says, in the beginning, it was not so. So he's talking about divorce and saying, actually, when God was planning out things, yeah, there was never space for divorce, for divorce. even though it's a reality that Moses actually legislated mm-hmm. and put into a system of living. But that's not what God wanted. Yeah, The same, right, can be um, can the same actually not can the same applies for uh, for marriage as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, when God instituted marriage, the two always were supposed to be one. Yeah, but obviously and naturally, because of what people did, just like in the case of uh, of um, what you call it, of uh, of divorce, mm-hmm. right? God generally, uh, I would use the word maybe tolerated. Okay, right or allowed. It not to say that was his original intent. I think um, I would like to make at least that viewpoint um, patently clear. Um, so, sorry to hold your tongue there. Huh? And, and yeah, mm. so now it's a, it's a good um, perspective, um, a point that is bringing you. Mm. But also, um, mm. God is omnipresent, is the overall, from mm. my understanding. Mm-hmm. So, um, we can look at it from different point of view. Now, let's look at it from this point of view. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's an audio, but when God created, he said male and female, he created. Mm-hmm. And he named, he named them Adam. So the first man was both male and female. If you read the Bible? Not exactly. Uh, we can turn on our scriptures if no. you want. It's, it's, it's but, okay, without but, trying to get deeper into but that. I want to, so where, where I'm coming, mm. uh, we can read it, actually. It's mm-hmm. in the, you, can, you can read the, right. it's fine. Mm-hmm. the scripture. So... Male and female, he created and he called their name Adam, right? So that means everything was inside this thing that was moving. That is both male and female. Needs to be clear, right? Now, he, and, and then there's a mention that he takes from a rib, mm. okay? Scientifically, it's, it's, I know it's a, it's a, the scientist, it's a, it's a controversial thing to bring it up, but I would rather bring it anyway so that you do your own personal research. Okay. The same man has got 10 sets of ribs, okay? And the mention of the 10 sets of ribs, it's actually a lie that has been propagated through the Vatican, through Roman, to say man is missing ribs. I'm a scientist. I mm-hmm. did that research. You don't have missing ribs. So the illustration that's coming out from a rib is a representation, not to say if. There's a missing rib. There's nothing like that. Okay. When you do your own research, men with equal ribs from, on both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, I, the, the, ma- sorry, the mention of Eve is a representation. Okay. It could have been a nose, which is one. It could have been ears, which is two. So the 10 says, if you marry scripture and you go to Matthew 25, he also mentions the 10 virgins. So the, the point that I'm putting across where he's saying, 
to become one. Kuda mm-hmm. and I have been, you know, we used to go to share in the same band. Yes. And at the end of the service or beginning of the service, someone will call out for salvation, right? Yes. They, are, they are coming in into the family of church. Mm-hmm. Pastor PC, they are, joy, they are coming into the family. Mm-hmm. Are they coming to, to become five or they are coming to become one with this church? One. If, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to get coming, them. Uh-huh. Yes. They're coming so to join. Part of the church. Yes. Yeah. And they are going to become what? One. With that? With the church. Exactly. So if, if I come and we have salvation this Sunday and you come the next Sunday, are you coming then to become three because I'm okay. already a if, part if I'm of getting your church? If I'm getting your point correctly. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, uh, as a sort of counter to what PC was saying, you're saying that if three, well, okay, so in your case, you've got three wives. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to join. One marriage. We are one. Okay. okay. So, so, so you don't so have... So this is from a spiritual context, okay? Wow. You know, everything is from, you know, everything is spiritual, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh, so Gabs, I'm going to let you just share Sorry. quick... Okay. Uh, I'm going to share quickly so that... And, and then I'll, I'll ask yeah. PC. So just make it quick and then PC will come in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Go, go for it. Go. Oh, okay. So I was saying everything... Is from the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And then what we see manifesting in the flesh is original from the spirit. Okay? So if you read even in the book of Corinthians, sorry, but because of time, it says you, you joined two. So mm-hmm. the point that I brought Adam mm-hmm. as the first man, as the mankind, okay? That means in Adam, we were all there. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And yes. then the... the, the in fact, if, be kind enough to let me uh, just give a definition of marriage. Definition of marriage to the understanding that I'm sharing now mm-hmm. is God being reunited with his church. Okay. So God being the bride, right? We oh. as God. his church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Christ, mm-hmm. to put it clear, and the, and the church. Mm-hmm. So marriage is a representation, okay, of God and his people. Okay. That's why when you read the Old Testament, every reference that was being put across when God was mentioned, you'd always mention his people as my bride. Okay. Right? If you read the book of Numbers, you'll be like, I washed you, I what? But it's a nation. He's saying, I washed you, I, I put gold on you and stuff like that. You'd always refer. Okay. So that's the relationship. Okay. And, okay. All right. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Um, I see that we have... Um, issues with how we interpret or approach, approach scripture. Mm-hmm. I'd like to almost bring my brother back to say, let's go back to when the Bible talks about marriage, mm-hmm. right? Or when it gives a, defi- a, a, a definitive, um, what can I say? Uh, a, a definitive answer to what marriage is. Uh, I think you are giving inferences as opposed to giving direct references from what scripture is talking, Right. I'm a bit different with regards to the Adam theory, which you've which you've which you've brought back, because if we come back to the issue of marriage, for for starters, I said the Bible actually says that for this reason, right, a man shall leave. It actually specifically says that a yeah. man shall leave his father, his mother, and the two shall become one flesh. That's number one. Number two, if you actually look at the purpose for which a woman was created, mm-hmm. you see, the Bible actually says. God said it is not good for a man mm-hmm. to be alone, mm-hmm. right? Then he says, I will make for him a suitable helper, right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, they, so Eve's coming, right, is to fulfill a particular function. 
this is now you you can then marry those two to come up with what as far as i'm concerned marriage is yeah however let me just uh, step away from that for a moment and then go into the rest of scripture generally mm -hmm. I, i want to be honest with everybody even though there is polygamy from from the beginning to or pre predominantly in the old testament yeah predominantly in the old testament generally scripture does not um teach polygamy it okay. talks about polygamy but there is no doctrine of polygamy right uh, depending with where you're coming from mm -hmm. right some they say that to establish a doctrine you want to start with moses you want to find it in the prophets yeah. you want to find jesus speaking about it you want to find paul talking about it yeah. mm -hmm. right um if you generally find all those all those lines of thinking mm -hmm. right generally you're not going to find scripture that's telling people that go ahead and be in a polygamous setup right so just like <laughs> so just like so just like uh, scripture acknowledges the presence of it yeah or just like scripture acknowledges the presence of divorce right mm -hmm. you're not going to find a verse encouraging divorce you're not going to find a verse celebrating divorce okay mm -hmm. you're not going to find a verse defending and i'm just taking divorce out in this particular case to talk about polygamy right mm -hmm. right paul who is as far as we're concerned the the fundi mm -hmm. with regards to all the doctrines we hold to be true he talks about marriage yeah. in discussing marriage there's never a moment he comes to what to introduce polygamy yeah. now the issue is can we take scriptures and infer certain things which would not be directly spoken about as far as god is concerned surely i mean if god wanted us to be in polygamous setups do you not think that there would be a more definitive teaching uh, what you call it not just teaching instruction right and direction with regards to how we must be in polygamous settings so i would actually challenge my brother to say fine and fair besides inferring what we what we consider and this as far as i'm concerned is a way of thinking or a way of interpreting scripture yeah what we consider to be polygamy mm -hmm. can we actually find verses right or doctrines or where the doctrine of polygamy is actually established within scripture without yeah. necessarily saying the five virgins and so forth and so forth by which by by uh, by the by, uh, and i must say by the way generally when we hear uh, when we hear uh, parables mm -hmm. we must be careful not to insert meanings into say parables right. that are not already existing in those parables like generally the parable of the virgins mm -hmm. there's a very specific um teaching that jesus is trying to bring out which has got nothing to do with marriage so okay. technically from a doctrinal perspective it's not very wise to take those and then yes. to put them and then to start marrying them into what into 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 issues with regards to marriage specifically okay. speaking yeah all right thank you thank you for that pc um gabs i'll ask you to to respond and then and then we'll turn and i will move on to move the, on. To the right. next yeah. okay um maybe it's because of our time or they've gone through each and every scripture that points mm -hmm. so that's why i gave those references to say in the book of ezekiel right in the book of where god was mentioning in terms of marriage now here's the thing who wrote the book of genesis generally it's accepted to it's be moses, moses right? yes and moses was he a monogamous or he was a polygamist <laughs> let me get back he's to the one who wrote the book yeah. correct yeah. correct yeah. let me let me get back to my point uh, sorry okay. before you answer that huh? now I, i'm i'm glad you know we, we are sort of yeah, we, agree we, we that talk. it's moses who wrote the, uh, the book right mm -hmm. 
Now, coming, you said there's no, what, what was the word? Uh, there structure, is, there is per no, se. Let's look at these statistics. Uh -huh. For those that have done research, okay, uh -huh. historical, archaeological, mm -hmm. they say of the 1,800 uh, nations or tribes, communities mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 1,231, you can Google this. 1,231, okay, were found to be had polygamous setups, mm -hmm. okay? And then only 186 nations, mm -hmm. okay, of the 1,200, mm -hmm had monogamous setups, which included the same sex, what, what, those on, in the 186, okay. okay? So on the 186, if you find the origin where they are coming from, they are from Indo-European, uh, the, the Western, you know, this is documented, I'm not, this is just not from yeah. anyway. So if you find, so, uh, uh, that, that goes to the Roman uh, Vatican, what, what, mm -hmm. uh, uh, setup. Mm -hmm. So of the 1,231 communities, and families and uh, uh, different uh, cultures in the mm -hmm. world okay uh -huh. that's more than 84 percent of the world's population practicing polygamy and it's normal okay and then we have less than 15 percent of the community that's pushing the agenda now because this is a pushed agenda monogamous uh, that's why it's, it's something that we should talk about and uh -huh. come out this is a pushed agenda why because now we have a setup whereby the, 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 if you read 325 AD, there was the Council of Nicaea, if mm -hmm. someone has read about it, yeah. where they were playing around with cultures, if I may put it that way, where they were saying you have to be a Roman citizen. And one of the conditions that Theophilus actually put into law 212 AD, is it? Um, sorry, my desk, that's why I had to put down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Theophilus, the Roman Emperor, had to put it into law to say, you know what, uh, for the sake of political reasons mm -hmm. we are now introducing monogamy and i want it introduced to the church that's why he assigned those bishops that he, he then took in and he says push this agenda even though he was a, a polygamist the emperor okay so so this agenda now of the 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 percentage the vatican the rome you know it's another topic that we can discuss some other time but mm -hmm. for the sake of the the listeners i would yeah. really love for them to just look into this history i'm just poking and say yeah. can you look there and do the research of why they've really pushed this monogamy agenda through the church okay okay, okay. so now it, it it comes as a way now it's the because we've been programmed right uh, you know, like when you watch TV, there's a romantic night in mm -hmm. Shama, you know, from, from a childhood point perspective, Disney, mm -hmm. they are playing this uh, princess who's waiting for a night in Shama, sort of night in shining armor, uh -huh. white walls, the kind of thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a back programming whereby our women now, our, uh, my sisters now, mm -hmm. they are growing up in a culture where they already being conditioned to say, you know what, if a man comes and he says, I want you uh, and I, I'm going to ask another sister to come and we become one. Mm -hmm. It now becomes sort of like illegal or something, you know, taboo. Okay. Yeah. This is very interesting. Yeah, Can this I is go? very interesting. <laughs> I think the question that I would like to ask you, Gabs, mm -hmm. is... Yeah. Gabs, yes. Yeah. Um, is, yes, I understand how you are using history and statistics to, to support um, your polygamous stance, right? But... This point still stands that biblically there is no instruction 
to have. I was just about to come in um, on Genesis maybe, chapter maybe 5. Let's, verse let's read scripture if you allow me. Yeah, but before you come in, uh, you, you brought Genesis chapter 5, verse 2. Uh, yeah. Just to start right there. Okay. That verse is talking neither about marriage, mm -hmm. divorce, polygamy, or anything. It's mm -hmm. basically giving an instruction if you want education mm -hmm. as to how the generations of people have emerged. The next thing I love, he mentioned Moses. Yeah. There's a lot of things that Moses did that we cannot canonize, spiritualize, or turn into doctrine mm -hmm. that were not right. Okay. Moses murdered an Egyptian, right? So we can even infer that since he's the one who wrote Genesis, we must also go murder certain, in quotes, Egyptians in our lives, if you want. If I'm just to take that kind of reasoning. Right? I, I, I can then I also... mind murdering some people, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so what, what, what I'm challenging my brother is to say, Find where scripture directly mm. addresses polygamy as an instruction, one, or probably to defend it, right? To defend polygamy directly, not to give accounts that such and such a person was in a polygamous relationship or so, and, and so forth and so forth yeah. and so forth, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So far, what we have or what we see directly from scripture is monogamy, right? Yeah. That's what we see from the very beginning. At least when marriage is concerned, there's no inferences, at least from as far as monogamy is concerned. There, there's no scripture we're taking and then uh, interpreting to say, well, this, it means that. Yeah. Scripture directly is saying the two shall make one. A man shall cleave to his wife. Right? Yeah. That kind of a thing. So perhaps we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can approach it that way if I'm getting your, your instructive mm. question. To say, okay, let's, let's find it. Let's find it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I said, where did Jesus speak about polygamy? Where did Paul talk about polygamy? All right, let's come back to Moses. Where did he instruct? Instruct polygamy. Right? Not mm -hmm. to allow polygamy or not to allow divorce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? But to actually instruct. Where does scripture celebrate polygamy as, as far as, as we're concerned? Yeah. Maybe the, maybe the, question, maybe mm -hmm. the question could be... Um, <laughs> could be... Does the fact that something is not necessarily instructed in the Bible mean that it's prohibited? It's, it's prohibited, um, or was the fact that it was sort of omitted, if I can, if I can say that, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't spoken about directly? Mm. Does it mean? Does it mean that? Hey, so, listen. And to answer that, yeah, we already have instruction about marriage. Mm. Okay, so there's a design, mm -hmm. just like there's a design about how people must be saved. Okay. So um, they say they say about um, about what twenty percent uh, is it twenty percent of the world is Christian, mm -hmm. right? Statistically, the whole world is not, or most of the world is not Christian. is not Christian, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't mean that if statistically the whole world chooses not to believe in Christianity or in Jesus Christ as the only means to salvation, it therefore follows then that we must uh, follow that way. What, 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 what determines our beliefs must be the word of God. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So the word of God is very specific about salvation. Yeah. It's very specific about where we're going after, li after, after life. It's also, as far as I'm concerned, very specific about the pattern or the design of marriage. So when we talk about marriage, then let's look at what the Bible says. Okay. Right. So can mm -hmm. I just come in? in yeah. there? Come in quickly. If you turn to the book of Hosea. Uh-huh. The Lord said to Hosea, uh -huh. go unto thee mm -hmm. and take a wife. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. How many wives did Hosea have? 
you said let's have uh, you said point to Correct. scripture where uh, there's an instruction right mm-hmm. so i've just given one scripture let me show you where something. there's an instruction where god is saying go and take another wife watch watch now okay, okay. what was the purpose of the book of us no, uh, uh, we are still on the point. I'm trying to give okay. you scripture that God and, and, mentions and, and, to say. And I'm trying to answer your question. Take. The okay. issue in the book of Hosea mm-hmm. is not marriage. The issue concerning Hosea's life, even if you look at, 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 at the situation with Hosea, remember God instructs him to go take a halot, mm-hmm. right? We cannot come up with a doctrine to say anyone who's getting married must go onto the street and look for a prostitute. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> if you hear the purpose of God's instruction to Hosea, is there is a particular lesson he's trying to give to the nation of Israel. My brother, do, so you, the, do, you, agree me, do you agree with me that God was directing in the context of marriage? Yes. That's my point. But that's where is, I'm coming from. But, but, this is why I'm saying... We, Isn't I think, it you said, let's not go around semantics and stuff. Exactly. So I've pointed scripture which clearly shows God saying marriage, right? We are not talking okay. about trying to describe it was a halot, it was a what. Okay. Because either way, the halot got married. L- l- let me just stop you for a second and give you a, an instruction by Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Then let's see if we can then use it to back evil things. Okay. Satan entered Judas. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus came to Judas and he said to Judas, what you must do, do quickly. This is Jesus telling Judas, mm-hmm. go do something quickly. What was Jesus going to do? He was going to betray Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, we can't take that scripture alone like that. This is why I said doctrine must be established. There must be a pattern of doctrine. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we risk taking one scripture and misusing it to achieve a, what? Uh, 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 an, 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 a biased end in, okay. in, in, in hermeneutical terms, in theological terms, when we're interpreting scripture. There's a sin called isogesis. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to do an exegesis, but there's isogesis where basically you are reading into scripture. In other words, you're telling scripture ah, the point what that it must. Sorry. Okay, sorry, let, me, let, me, let me just get to my oh, point. Okay. You, you're telling scripture what it must say. The reason why I've just taken Jesus and Judas. It's, it's one uh, example. Exactly. We have more than 40 that Correct. I have right now. Now, watch the of Jesus. where the mention of marriage. Uh, correct. So, starting from Abraham, Abijah, <laughs> Aham, Aisha, Asha, Belshazzar, uh-huh. Ben Hadan, uh-huh. Caleb. Uh-huh. Okay, you mm. know about Caleb. Caleb had five wives. Correct. That's another story. Mm. David, 18 mm. wives. Eliphaz, 18. Elikana. Yes. Wow. Oh, Anna <laughs> and Penina. All those are pointing. And okay. remember, God mentions and he says, I have blessed you with many wives. Okay? So if it is the same God that we believe today, why would he mention? Okay? Even when, uh, was it Nathan, uh, who was the prophet who was speaking to David when he Nathan. took uh, Bathsheba? Mm-hmm. Um, when he, uh, when he committed that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Read in context. He says, I have blessed you with Many wives. Why then two? Okay. Why then wow. two? I doubt that. Okay. Let's define. Let, let's put yeah. definitions to things before we probably go on. Okay. I, I was going to. That's the point I was going to come to. But it's oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So let's I actually want us now to because I know we can. This one is a, is a hot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just need, I need us to, to move on because of our time. Uh-huh. Uh, I want us to actually move on to the issue of um, of ad- adultery. Yes. Um, and. Where now do you draw the line between, uh, so let's say I, ma- I marry a woman, mm-hmm. okay? So I've got mm-hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. Don't you run the risk if you're a, a polygamist, right? Don't you run the risk of saying, ah, I- I've seen a hot one, right? I want her. 
where, where do you now draw the line between um, your last, your untamed passions mm, and the lack of self-control, lack of self-control mm. and, and the polygamy? What, what stops one from saying, ah, you know what, I'm a polygamist, so I want that one too. And you know how the Bible talks about covet, co- coveting. Mm. So I, I also just want to understand how that dynamic now plays into 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 this okay yes. yes and the follow-up question to that would be if you are a polygamist mm-hmm. does the sin of adultery no longer apply to you because okay. technically to get another wife you have to date her and ordinarily that would be viewed as adultery because you are you are you have a relationship outside of your marriage with your wife extra, right extra exactly so mm-hmm. to have the other wife you have to cheat on your current wife <laughs> So right. what, what I think, may, may, may I, may can, I can we, answer maybe that? let me let yeah. PC yeah. go first, may, may, okay. and then and then and then you okay. come. Oh, yeah. okay. I actually think adultery ceases to exist the moment uh, polygamy is in the place. Is, is, can is can is I a, just come in? Is, as far as I'm concerned, okay. because technically speaking, I desire someone, I take, right? I just take. What what sin am I committing by what? Technically, if we're saying polygamy is all right. As far as I'm concerned, you cannot catch anyone on adultery. You'd have to convince me from here to New York how a person can be caught in adultery when there's, when there's provision for many wives. David was caught in adultery. You see what I'm, what I'm trying to say? The issue with David, if we're to bring it out, mm. the issue really with David... Why, right. why adultery on Bathsheba, but not adultery on the many wives? Right. Now, sorry, can I just come in, please? Um, okay, yeah. Um, now, the uh, issue, uh, let's define adultery, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. If you read the Bible throughout, uh-huh. uh-huh. okay, the definition of adultery, it comes in Leviticus 20, Deuteronomy 20, verse 22. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, because of time, I, I, you know. But it, the point that I'm going to put across, it, mm-hmm. it says, it clearly outlines that men cannot have sex with a married woman, okay? Mm-hmm. That's adultery. The moment a man has sex with a married woman, the issue of David, that's adultery. Mm-hmm. Number two, a married woman cannot have sex with someone not other than a husband. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number three, there's nothing about married men in the Bible mm-hmm. getting another unmarried woman. <laughs> in this context, getting a virgin. That's another topic about virgins. But coming back to the point of what I'm trying to put across, there's no mention of a married man being in a, uh, getting another woman, mm-hmm. right, for himself. Mm-hmm. No mention. Then number four, if a man divorces his wife, right, mm-hmm. and marries another, yeah. what we are now calling serial monogamy. Look, look, at, look at the deception. Right. The deception is in the sense that the same people that put the law, the Vatican, the Romans, okay, mm-hmm. They put the law and said, you are no longer allowed to marry more than one wife. And they started killing all polygamous people then. That's why it, it comes with a fear and people don't want to talk about it. It's something that has been programmed into people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the same person who's putting that law is also mm-hmm. the same person who's saying, if you divorce, right, the, which is against the Bible, mm-hmm. and marry another one, you are going to pay child support. So you're a polygamy. So you, you are telling yourself, I mean, you know, this is my third wife. I had to divorce my wife. You know, I'm in a monogamous relationship. But you've got three wives. Technically, you've got babies. They have got, you are taking care. Because the condition of marriage, if we read in Deuteronomy 21, uh, let me just turn it quickly. Deuteronomy 21, 15, it says, uh, um, sorry, 21 verse 10. It mm-hmm. says, 
it highlights when man takes another wife okay mm-hmm. he is not supposed to diminish her of a food mm-hmm. of a realment mm-hmm. and sex okay yeah. so those are the three conditions that are required for any man who thinks he wants to get another so they were, these are standards that were put by Moses and that, that were put by the patriarchs in terms of certain dynamics and how the social fiber of the, the community was. Okay. okay. Now, I doubt that if you, if you Google or if you do your own research, you read the, the, the books, mm-hmm. the, the true definition of, of, uh, of uh, adultery, um, the word is pronounced in Hebrew. It means nauf. Okay. okay. Uh, spelling N-A-N-A-P-F, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Hebrew meaning of adultery. I want need you to, to speed it up because okay. I want us it to move. It means a woman, mm-hmm. has no, n- no mention of a man, uh-huh. a woman that breaks a wedlock. That's adultery. When does a man become an adultery? Uh-huh. When he divorces his wife. His wife. That's okay. Matthew. That, you mentioned, that's right? That's how you look at it. That's, so, okay. the, the, the point that I'm putting... There's so much that I want to share about, especially on this mm-hmm. adultery topic. But let's understand that adultery in the Bible, there's no mention where a married man mm-hmm. would get another woman and it's called adultery. It's only when a man takes another man's woman. Okay, so I, I want to come in thanks, just, thanks, to, just, to, just to get just, him on some of the yeah. adultery things. Remember what I said when we said doctrine. Remember, go through the entire scripture. Mm-hmm. I notice you, you con, you, your, your main focus area is Moses. Yeah. No, it's not Moses. It's, at least, at least in, oh. in your recent, um, right. okay. um, in your recent uh, comments. Remember Jesus talking about adultery. Mm-hmm. He even raises the bar to a far higher mm-hmm. level to the one that you're mentioning, sir. Jesus says, um, you have heard, remember, he says, you have heard mm-hmm. that you shall not commit adultery. adultery. Then what does he say? But I say to you, he who looks at a woman lustfully, he is talking about not even going into bed to commit mm. the sexual act. Adultery, mm. sir, as far as I'm concerned, is issues of sexual sex, right? Not issues of, of taking care of anybody. At, at least if you go back to Jesus, he says, he who looks at a woman, he who looks at a woman lustfully, so there's no way he could be talking. There's no way Jesus. In this case, sorry, the, the, that's uh-huh. a long, uh, probably got me wrong. Adultery. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about breaking a covenant. So watch now. Breaking Let, an agreement. So let's you talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. I just want to PC to, to finish. Yeah, remember, this is Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, unless you want to argue with Jesus. Jesus talking mm-hmm. about adultery. Mm-hmm. He says, forget about going to sleep outside your marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. He says, if it's happening in your mind, mm-hmm. right, is registered as adultery. Right? If it's happening in the mind. Right? Yeah. right? So, if I'm married, whether, uh, according to your uh, definitions of, or your acceptance of polygamy, as far as I'm concerned, uh, monogamously for 40 years, mm-hmm. and I go nowhere. But in my, in my time of marriage, I'm romping it in my head. As far as heaven is concerned, I have committed adultery. Right? Wow. I almost want to just challenge the issue of taking care of people to say, although I don't really want to go that far because we, we might be running away. Yeah. It, 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 it then suggests anybody who takes care of anyone independently with no strings attached, like you would, like you've taken, you've, you've adopted children. Supposing I know a single wid- a widow somewhere. Right? And out of my benevolence, I'm taking care of a widow. No strings attached. From what you're saying, it would seem 
that already there's implications of marriage but i don't want to go that direction mm-hmm. with regards to with regards to how we establishing doctrines ladies and gentlemen i want to go back and say let us not go into history and certain churches and certain belief systems let's basically go into scripture yes right which let's, i agree which you agree right mm-hmm. if we can just establish our truths from scripture and not from trends I think it's a, it's a safest place where we can establish what truth is. Okay. Because yeah. a lot of people believe different things. Yeah. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, and I'm almost agreeing with you, sir, the moment you put polygamy, uh-huh. then this thing called adultery, as far as I'm concerned, it ceases to be a factor, which I it think my brother is actually saying. And what I also am, am catching from, from, from your statements, and I hope I won't take us down a rabbit trail, it would seem right adultery would really happen if a woman has sexual relations outside of marriage to which now uh, we would almost uh, put into question and i don't want us to go in that direction but i know it's part of the discussion mm-hmm. the issue of polyandry yeah. you see mm-hmm. because in this particular case if you see how how everything is skewed mm-hmm. right yeah. it would seem adultery is when a woman goes and does something outside of a marriage if I as a man go and do the same thing, right, that's perfectly normal. But for a woman, that becomes adultery. This is what I'm saying, you see, there is no clear rules. No, not even no clear rules. There are. There is no doctrine as far as I'm concerned. There is. I'll read on, on polygamy. Okay. What we've been hearing so far in this discussion, as far as I'm concerned, are accounts of people who have been in polygamy. That's number one. Number two, we've been hearing of how Moses legislated polygamy Mm -hmm. and to explain that i took us to matthew chapter 19 just like divorce he was making a provision for basically our 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 downfall never for what for what god originally intended okay you see when we go even to hosea that's the same thing as far as i'm concerned we are hearing god trying to talk about our church as what or not the church how the nation has basically forsaken him and right and, and, and things like that. When you go to even, I love how we said, you know, marriage is an issue of Jesus and the church. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we must go to Ephesians, which talks about Jesus and the church. If you notice that Jesus is married to the church. Right. He is not married to the church plus somebody else. Church. Right. He is married Sorry, to. When does the woman the become church. not the church? You see Sorry. what I'm saying? Uh, your line. When does the woman not become the church? Because women are representing the church. Yes, right? yes, and the church so, is what? So, correct. Yes. Let, before you, before mm-hmm. you, uh, before I go, when does the ch- woman become not? So you brought in the situ, the issue of women, uh, mm-hmm. and I could sense a little of equality and kind no, of that's no, no, another no. topic. That's not an issue. Now, here's the thing: from a polygamist point of view, you mm-hmm. appreciate women. From a monogamous point of view, you don't. You are saying, "Let me take care of your kids' widow," but I don't care of your of your need, natural need. We are talking about sexual need. Okay. okay? So what happens to a sexual need? You are taking care of your food. What about a sexual need? Okay, it's, 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 it's okay. They can just stay off the. And yet, the same poor that you are saying is a food. He said, "Young widows get married, remarry." And if you read and if you read the scriptures about Paul, mm-hmm. of course, there's been a lot of uh, discussions about, uh, you know, the, the verse in Titus where he mm-hmm. says, if a man desires to be a bishop, that's uh, also in uh, mm-hmm. Timothy. If a man desires to be a leader in a church, right? Mm-hmm. Look, 
do your own study and your research. Mm -hmm. That word, that that one word that has been put in English. Mm -hmm. If you if you go back to the Hebrew, it means first. That word mm -hmm. is mere. Go and Google. That word means mere. So now mere means first. Okay. Now if you reread that scripture, it says, if a man, Paul, mm -hmm. right, desires to be a leader, he mm -hmm. should be a man who has not divorced. That's what it means. Coming back, I, I made a scripture because the Bible is one. Mm -hmm. God hates divorce. Okay. You may justify monogamous to say, I'm in a serious monogamous. Now I've divorced. I'm getting this other one. I'm getting this. Other. But you are living a trail of bitter and happy uh, and, and taking care of children. On a polygamous setup, you are not allowed to divorce. Okay. You are taking care of, you are being responsible of the fact. You are, you are not, you know, you are not like a, a, a good person on paper where you're saying, I'm monogamous married, but at the same time, you have these, all these skeletons. That's another topic we can all discuss. Okay. So polygamous setup always is appreciating a woman, the, the beauty, the nature. Okay. Not in a, not in a, in a, in a way that was, not in a lustful way. I'm saying, with the, the, the dynamic or the perception of how we look at women, mm -hmm. we are not looking at women as objects okay. and objectify women. We are looking at women as mothers who take care. Women would agree with me, or, 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 or the ones that I've spoken with, they don't want to be lied to. They don't want to, they don't want to be feeling anxious every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. they, don't want to, they don't want to be negative. They, they want to be taken care of. They want, you understand what I mean? And monogamous setup has put this, this unexpected and material. Okay. The, Okay, I'm gonna, Sorry, I'm let me gonna... just finish. Let me just finish. Okay, Sorry, let me just finish on this one. I was saying uh, the, the Papa, uh, the, the Vatican introduced this, right? Since they introduced it, the current rates 2018 says one third of Americans have incurable venereal diseases that are in monogamous setup. Go and research this. And they say 70% divorce rate and going up in monogamous setup. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look, we've been here for long, as in the humankind, right? Mm -hmm. And before, formerly it was in the, in the Americas, it was 60 years when they, in the 1940s, when they then said men should wear a ring and all that, that, that stuff that, you know, that's mm -hmm. come covered in the white wedding, yeah. so uh -huh. to speak. Okay. But before that, you look at family, healthy legacy, all that. Mm. One of the things why they put monogamous set up was, it's because the Roman law didn't want, um, it was an issue of inheritance. It, it, it's funny thing when you read, it, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. So it, it had to do where they don't want, you know, because the Roman soldiers or the European soldiers when they would come. Let me give a good example of our... I'm going to have to give oh. you like 30 seconds. All right, 30 seconds. Mm. Let me quickly give an example. The monogamous law says another woman cannot benefit and the children cannot benefit inheritance, right? Depending on where The polygamous law says everyone, as long as the dead had an inheritance, he should leave an inheritance for his children, mm. Okay. The white, oh, sorry to say, the, the, the Europeans or whoever, the Indo-Europeans, when they came, they were sleeping with our sisters, right? In the meantime, he's got this monogamous doctrine that is pushing, and he's got babies with my African sister. And now my African sister is not eligible because of a law that has been put. But in the meantime, she has six, five kids of that guy. That's the same thing that's happening in, in the, right now as we speak. That's why of this 70% divorce rate, because the women are not getting the fulfillment that they're supposed to get from marriage. Okay. Okay. So I, I really want to respond. I don't think it's fair to try to get into stats and inferences on why things are happening and try to use that to give us a doctrine no, it's on a matter. It's, it's basic. No, no, the reason I'm saying that is because uh, there's many researches we can get into. If you've noticed very carefully, if you can argue this research, just, then, just wait for, okay. for a moment. Mm -hmm. I have not mentioned anything about the disadvantages of polygamy. 
the social problems that polygamy has brought uh, diseases and so forth regarding that issue because what we're trying to are do more prevalent in monogamous that's another research. right so 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 so, okay. so mm. i haven't done that i haven't even talked about zimbabwe and certain sects and and polygamy and the implications they're about okay. because what you're trying to do is you're trying to find scripture mm-hmm. to talk about this thing i i i want to continue to emphasize let's let's draw answers from scripture and not from the world okay even if the whole world chose to say jesus does not work yeah that does not make the bible a lie no okay the whole world is saying polygamy does not no, work no 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 i'm trying to give an example to say we do not establish doctrine from the world we establish doctrine from scripture we don't establish doctrine from research we establish doctrine from scripture i think that must be something very very clear regardless of us going on wherever our truth must always emanate ladies and gentlemen from scripture uh-huh. regarding david unfortunately i did not have a time mm-hmm. to address the matter what i'm finding with uh, how you're quoting scripture sir mm-hmm. what i'm finding and uh, i think we also need to then agree to 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 speak and say from my perspective because mm-hmm. i think we've got perspectives that are different yeah. sometimes we put our perspective almost dogmatically mm-hmm. to say we write and then what i'm finding about how we use in scripture sir is we taking scriptures we removing context and then we putting in what we think as far as i'm concerned i still i still i still am of the opinion that even though we've been hearing mm-hmm. we've been hearing pretty much uh benefits from research and so- social studies even though we've been hearing biblical figures that had uh, uh polygamous settings i thought you just take one actually solomon huh he was polygamy uh, personified 700 wives and oh, 300 concubines you see <laughs> yeah. the so, sin so, of solomon if you read the bible no, no, sorry no, no, let me no, just interject I, I'm not trying, Solo- let me finish okay. my point right. let me finish my point mm-hmm. the point is these are all setups right that were there you do not hear you do not hear doctrine telling us to get into polygamy in fact if, in fact that's why i said i started in genesis mm-hmm. right what you actually hear is monogamy right from scripture and i'm begging let's not get into research let's not get into trends let's not get into what what's happening in the world let's establish truth from the bible Okay. Thank you PC. So, can, can we can we do can this? I just, can I just answer Solomon one second? Okay. Solomon his sin was taking women from a prohibited tribe. Just like David. David was mentioned, don't take another man's wife. Solomon was if you read please uh, the listeners go and read it says Solomon taking women from a prohibited. God did no issue with him taking all those 700 but when he took from a prohibited tribe then God says you they will turn away your what? Your heart. So 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 please let, I know there's a lie that says because Solomon had many wives and David had many wives but read the context say the biblical context or where adultery then comes in so I was just trying to raise a point there mm-hmm. I was actually not trying to talk about Solomon yeah. and the evils of polygamy I was just mentioning that Solomon was in a polygamous setting set yeah. mm-hmm. but you don't hear doctrine about polygamy these are accounts these are accounts ladies and gentlemen right moses killed an egyptian we then don't say go kill egyptians okay the hebrew midwives from whom moses came they lied they lied to pharaoh and the system that these women are strong yeah this is why they're giving birth we do not then infer that is holy to lie 
All right. This is an account of lying. In fact, there's a point in scripture where God actually sits in heaven and says, I'm looking for a lying spirit to go and and what? And uh, coerce Ahab so that he can go down. Mm -hmm. We then can't say, you see that situation. And then I take Hebrew women lying. Then I take Abraham and Sarah lying. Mm-hmm. To 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 the the kings in uh, in Genesis, and then you see we say this is a, a systematic pattern of lying. So it means that when something is good, God expects you to lie. You see, okay. this is why I'm saying when we then talk about lying, let's look at what the Bible says about lying. For lying in particular, you would have to start in Genesis chapter three, right, where the serpent specifically lies to mm-hmm. to what to Eve. Now we're not talking about lying here. Yeah. Right? Then you go through and the entire scripture, the entire scripture, not to talk about the, uh, Abraham's lies, Moses' lies, God wanting uh, someone to lie to, to, to Ahab to establish lie. This yeah. is what I'm saying are rules regarding doctrine. Otherwise, we can take anything in, in scripture, anything in scripture and what and defend it using scripture. And this is what I'm saying. Let's, let's, let's stay in, in the Bible. Let's start from Genesis. Let's go all the way to the end. Let's not take accounts. Let's not take examples, right? Let's take directions. Okay. Can we do this? Wow. Mm. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much to discuss, but then we're, mm. we're really, really out of time. Wow. Um, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible for us to do a round two? Yes. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. And then we can actually, because I, I, I wanted us, Tana and I wanted to, to get into the practical aspects also mm. of of polygamy, the effects of polygamy, the mm-hmm. good, the, the benefits mm-hmm. and the disadvantages. Yeah. The, you know, just, just to talk about all, the, all those things from a, from a more holistic perspective. Mm. Okay. But for now, we really have to end it here. We have to end it here. I appreciate it because I had so much to say yeah. <laughs> say with the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, time is not on our side. But we are so thankful for mm. your willingness to be candid, to be honest, and to engage uh, fearlessly <laughs> and um, wholesomely in this in this discussion that we have just had. Thank you so much for coming. Gabriel, thank you so much for being here. Pastor Craig, thank you so much for being here. Mm. And to our listeners, I am sure you are challenged intellectually and spiritually to do your research and to make sure that your beliefs can be defended. And I found it on truth. Yes, and I, I found it on truth. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And I also just want to 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 state that um, our position as radiant culture, when we have these discussions, we, we have no agenda that we're trying to push. We mm-hmm. have no sort of end goal in mind. But um, it's it's a I think it's a very important topic for us to discuss and it's important for us to hear the the the, the different perspectives and the different views and also then ultimately come to a knowledge to knowledge of truth. So I just need to really specify that um, we, we're not pushing anything, but I think it's important for us as believers to, to discuss these issues. To our guests, thank you once again, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> but I think, I think let's end We're it excited here. about round two. I know. <laughs> so round two, coming soon. Coming soon. All right. We're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot, it's fresh, it's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk 
on the Radiant Culture Podcast.